Rev it up and welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 1,793. We're closing in on 1,800 shows here. But let's focus on today. It's April 15th. Oh, that's tax day, isn't it? I hope you have yours done. I hope it went well. Hang in there. We're going to inspire you a little bit better beyond taxes today. So be prepared to be inspired. This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. Hello, inspiring automotive enthusiasts, and welcome to Cars Yeah. Today I'm in Portland, Oregon, only a couple hours away from where I live here in Gig Harbor, Washington, with a very special guest by the name of Mercedes Lilienthal, if I've said that right. I think so. Mercedes, welcome to Cars Yeah. You have. Very good. Thank yeah. <laughs> Thanks for having me. <laughs> well, you're welcome. We're going to have some fun here. Now, I got to ask you this. Do you have it in gear? Are you ready to release the clutch? Oh, yeah. All right. Yeah, this lady's always ready to release the clutch because uh, she didn't drive anything but manual cars. And we're going to find out about that in a minute. But first, tell me one little thing that maybe most people don't know about you. Uh, that I'm actually dual citizen German-American. Ah, yeah, yeah. That's is good. Well, yes, <laughs> there you go. There you go. I spent many, many times in Germany. Used to go there every year. Uh, I love, as my listeners know, German cars. That's pretty much all I've ever had. A few British cars mixed in, a couple American cars, I think one Japanese car and some Italian motorcycles. But uh, so what is what is that combination of your heritage brought to you as you've moved into your life these days? Boy, that's a good question. My parents emigrated in the 60s via job opportunity for welding, blacksmithing and uh, fab shop. Uh, they wanted to own their own business. It was the two of them in a hoist. Uh, I was not actually named after Mercedes Benz, nor was I actually conceived in one. Um, <laughs> okay. But my dad always just loved the name. And so based on them coming from overseas, uh, my dad was actually born in what was Yugoslavia and my mom in Germany. And then he emigrated to Germany. They got married, came over. And uh, yeah, I love travel. Lots of it. A lot of an American dream come true here. So many people I've had on the show, I've had parents who were immigrants. They were immigrants, came to this great country to find a new life, create a new life, enjoy the freedoms that are op and opportunities that are here. Uh, I'm kind of glad they didn't name you Bertha after Bertha Benz, because <laughs> not to any offense to any Berthas, but it's kind of a, one of those heavy German names. And Mercedes is so light and car related. So there we have a lot of those types of older names like Elsa and Ludwig and Helga and Alfred and, and all of those names in our family. So, well, let me give you a proper introduction. We're going to dive into your world. Mercedes Lilienthal is an award-winning photojournalist and PR marketing consultant that creates unique content involving vehicle, vehicular, if I could say that right, vehicular adventure, <laughs> travel, the automotive industry as a whole, and women making a difference within it. Along with writing for notable publications like the New York Times, Mercedes is the editor-at-large for Tread Magazine and also a featured editor at Toyota Cruisers and Trucks. I see a trend here. She, along with her husband Andy, run a blog site and related social pages called Crankshaft Culture, I love that name, where every vehicle is an adventure. They are also avid automotive enthusiasts, currently owning three right-hand drive turbo diesel 4x4 Mitsubishis, a 94 Delica Space Gear, a.k.a. Yep. TBT, to, to be determined tractor. Is that what that is, TBD? We're going to learn is, about or that. Travel, or hashtag travel by Delica. It's both of those. I love it. I you love it. You never know where we're going to take it. Well, I guess not. And it can go anywhere, too. Uh, and two, Gen 2 short wheelbase. You're going to have to say this for me. Pajeros? Pajeros? Pajeros, yes. Pajeros. <laughs> depending on where you're at. All right. My Spanish is failing me now. Uh, or Italian, I guess. Uh, and two customized some subcompact daily drivers. That's a mouthful. We'll be back to talk with Mercedes in a minute. But first, a word from our valued sponsors. So sit tight. We're going off-roading maybe a little bit today. That could be fun. I'll be right back. Are you heading out on the highway for a road trip this summer? I can't wait to hit the road. Covercraft makes quality protection for the inside of your vehicles while you're traveling. Their plush custom fit mats or Berber mats 
turn any ride into something special and are easy to remove and clean after days on the road. Covercraft floor mats are the ultimate protection from moisture, dirt, mud, snow, and slush. Just about anything you can throw at them. Don't forget your vehicle's trunk area too. Their Carhartt custom cargo liners not only look great, but they keep your rear cargo areas and seats protected from the sun and those accidental spills. Custom fit truck liners for sedans, coupes, and SUVs are perfect to protect the factory carpet from all those things that can stain and damage the floors. All your options are quality made, easy to clean, secure to the floor, and look oh so good. Check out Covercraft.com for a wide variety of styles, colors, and options for a custom fit. And I've got a special offer for you. If you use the code YA21, that's Y-E-A-H-2-1, at Covercraft.com, they'll give you 10% off your Covercraft order. That's right, 10% off. Simply use the code YA21 at checkout. Covercraft, protecting the things that move you. I was tired of my rates for my collector car insurance going up every year for no explainable reason. My carrier seemed to be turning into a media company versus an insurance company, and I realized that a portion of my policy premium was paying for all those so-called free media goodies. So I did my homework, I talked to knowledgeable collectors, shopped around, and discovered American Collectors Insurance. They've been serving the collector car hobby since 1976. You last that long by properly serving your customers' insurance need, not with a lot of fluff. ACI is ranked the number one online collector car insurance provider according to Google, Trustpilot, Facebook, and they offer their real person guarantee live support. No never-ending phone loops when you need help. Plus, because you don't use your classic car as a daily driver, you could save up to 40% compared to regular auto insurance. American Collectors Insurance provides agreed value policies. So if you experience a total loss to your collector vehicle or it's stolen, you'll be paid the amount listed on your declaration page, less any deductibles, of course. No ifs, ands, or buts. Give them a call today and ask for your free quote at 866-A-C-I-Y-E-A-H. That's 866-224-9324. Tell them you're a friend of mine, Mark Greens, at Cars Yeah. American Collectors Insurance, classic car insurance designed by collectors for collectors. All right, we are back. So uh, tell me more about your business, your career, what you do. What has you so fired up every morning when you get up? So Mercedes, take the wheel. Oh, gosh. What I do now is I'm a full-time freelancer, a photojournalist, and also I do a lot of different um, PR and marketing services for clients, whether it's social media management, ghostwriting, press releases, what have you. Mainly the bulk of them have all been automotive. But I've only been doing that actually for a few years. I come from an interior design and project management background of almost 20 years. Cool. So I did design and project management, but always loved cars, was always into cars, loved to travel. And uh, my husband, Andy Lilienthal, uh, got a job at Warren Industries uh, just outside of Portland, Oregon here in 2006. And we moved from Wisconsin out here and uh, said, you know what? We aren't necessarily into the four by four crowd yet, but he wanted to understand his new group of people uh, that he was going to be representing. And so um, we bought an old Suzuki sidekick that was uh, had doors hyperextended and kindling holding up the windows and <laughs> kind of bashed in in places and, and started our four by four foray. So, you know, I was lucky enough to say, you know what, I wanted to change my career. And literally April 17th, I think a couple days after this show will air, will be my third year anniversary, leaving that world, my design and project management world, and then diving headfirst into this. And I would not look back. It's it's been quite a ride and been awesome. You know, that's why I wanted to have you on the show, because Cars Yeah! is all about inspiring automotive enthusiasts, people who've wrapped their passion for vehicles into their lives. You're a young person. However, you were in a career for a long time and you said, you know what? I'm going to make a bold step. And it is a bold step. It's it's stepping out of your comfort zone big time and then moving from Wisconsin to the West Coast, Portland, and this forest and this whole other culture, really, from where you came from. Oh, my gosh. My, My hat's off to you because that is a bold, bold thing to do. But, of course, if you love off road, you're in the right place because there are all these logging roads and cool places to go up here and and this whole other culture. So how has it been for you these past three years with this major change? And we'll get into some of the challenges with that, but what's been maybe one of the most exciting things about it for you? 
Oh, gosh. Some of the most exciting things is you always meet new people. You see different countryside, uh, especially in really remote places that a lot of people don't ever see uh, because they don't have the vehicles that are you know properly geared or properly uh, outfitted for them to be able to get there. You know, I think being able to talk about those from a journalistic standpoint and even from a, a friend and professional standpoint has just been a joy. It's been fulfilling incredibly, and I just can't wait to keep on going, you know, to make a difference with words and cars, so to speak. Oh, yeah, it's very cool. Well, let's talk about off-roading for just a second here. What's the favorite part of this new piece of your life you've discovered about getting out into nature? I mean, it seems pretty obvious to people that do it, but you came from a different part of the U.S., very different culturally, not only with the people around you, but just the environment. In and of itself, I mean, you can go out a couple hours to the coast, which is very rugged uh, in Oregon, or you can go inland or up to the mountains or Mount Hood or come up here to the, the Washington area or along the Columbia River. I mean, there's so much to see. So if you could pick one thing, at least today, that's really inspired you and just got, wow, man, I wish I'd been doing this my whole life. What would it be? I think the diversity of doing something different every day. Even if I'm sitting in my home office here, which I have been for the last almost three years, I'm still doing something different every day. I've come to love that about my life where I get to meet awesome people. I get to do some really interesting things. I've got a boatload of challenges, mind you. It's not all sunshines and rainbows, but it challenges me in such a way that continually pushes my boundaries. And, you know, I always say, and a lot of other people have said this in front of me, that if you are comfortable, you're not learning. If you're not failing, you're not progressing. So to me, I could have always gone back to my job. You know, I still do some interior design here and there, but a lot of those skills that I had back then have transferred in really interesting, unique ways into this life. I never would have figured that. And I think that was one of my greatest surprises is just saying, wow, I've got all of these great skills that I had back then. And I can transfer that into more of a representative format like photographs and journalism, where I was making holistic and sustainable spaces before for people to be able to live and breathe in and work in. So it's been a really interesting paradigm shift, but they're all kind of connected. And, you know, I could always go back if I wanted to, if I needed to. Yeah, it's been it's been pretty cool. It's interesting for people like you and me that are self-employed and we're doing what we're doing. When you talk to somebody, and, and I don't ask if you've heard this, I've had people come up to me and go, how can you do what you do every day? You don't even know, like, I go to a job, I know I'm going to get it paid at the end of the week or the end of the month or whatever. You don't even know what's going to happen next week quite often. Right. And I go, you're right. But what I learned in the past is just because you have a job doesn't mean you have security quite right. often. In fact, right. if anything, I've learned from a lot of my guests, you don't even know what is not secure. And maybe right. that's good. Your head's in the sand a little bit. But at any moment, you can be replaced. And I don't care who you are. You are replaceable. But when you have your own deal, somebody can maybe come along and do what you're doing or I'm doing. But they can't replace you. They can't replace me. So that's got to be a key part of the excitement, I think. It is for me because lots of times I don't even know who I'm going to be interviewing tomorrow until this wow. afternoon. It, it's actually true. So it's kind of fun. Yeah, it, it is fun. I mean, you, you, you're kind of your own boss, but you also work 24-7. Yep. You know, usually I'm working 60, 70 hour weeks, um, usually seven days a week, if not, you know, somewhat on the weekends, if not all the time. You have many, many bosses, though, that are uh, that you're working with and many clients. So it's not just appeasing one. It's, you know, making sure that everybody's happy. Yeah, you're right. I mean, it's it is a level of excitement, but it is also you got to go for the work. It's not going to come to you. Usually you have to really keep pushing hard. I keep saying push, push, push harder. And if somebody tells you, no, push even harder, Yeah. you know, because it's not necessarily the squeaky wheel gets the grease. It's just you got to try, you got to put yourself out there, you got to get uncomfortable in order for you because somebody might say yes. I mean, so many wonderful people have given me choices and opportunities to, to prove myself. And I've failed, I've, you know, failed a lot, but you learn, you learn. And if somebody's willing to give you that chance, I think on a freelancer aspect of it, yeah, there's a lot of trials and tribulations, but there's a lot of triumphs too. Yeah. I've heard what you mentioned earlier. If you are in a place where you're super comfortable 
be afraid. Be very yeah, afraid. Right. Yes. Right. It's a bad place to be. It may feel good at the time, but it's never a good place to stay. That's for right. sure. Yeah. yeah. And that push, push, push correlates a lot to racing. You always hear it on race car radios when they've got to really get to the finish line and win. You hear it from the pits. Push, push, push. Right. You know, harder, harder, harder. I'm going as fast as I can. No, you're not. <laughs> Go fast. It's kind of like women in labor, too. I don't honestly know that because I don't have kids, so to speak. My kids are actually five cars sitting outside. But <laughs> uh, same type of thing is like push, push, push just to get the finish line. Yeah, absolutely. Who's been a key part in helping you become successful? Maybe that mentor, that guy person in your life? Gosh, I have so many fantastic people in my life, along with my husband, obviously, you know, Andy has been quintessentially my biggest supporter and my biggest champion to let me do this, to let me try this, even though I might have just completely, you know, fallen flat on my face and had to, you know, gravel back or not. And I don't want to say gravel back because every change is always, there's a reason for every change. But a shining star that came into my life a couple of years ago that I would love to acknowledge is actually a dear friend of mine now, Sue Mead. She's a 35 year old or 35 year long, excuse me, a veteran journalist, super talented. She's raced anything and everything from Baja with Rod Hall to Dakar to just anything and everything. Um, super, super accomplished. She's a, a West Coaster. She lives in Massachusetts. I had a chance to meet her on an off-road event. It was a camping and um, kind of TRD Pro Series a Toyota event a few years back where we were up in 10,000 feet up and she was my drive partner. And it was yeah. just, I mean, we were symbiotically perfect at that time and besties, so to speak. And she came into my life and she's been an awesome mentor because she's helped guide me in what her experience has been, some of her challenges and how she's overcome them. And it's just been a really great, awesome ear to have, you know, a, a, you know, just to kind of ping ideas off of, or just to have her support in addition to Andy and all the other awesome people. I think that's the biggest thing is to, to no matter who it is, if it's your husband, your, your mother, your uncle, your, you know, even strangers in a Facebook group, as long as you've got champions and supporters that are willing to hear you out when you're having trouble, but also lift you up when you're thinking it can't get any worse, but then help triumph and, and celebrate in your victories. I think that no matter who that person is, whether it's Sue or Andy or whatever, that that's most important to have that type of network. It's so critical. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, we are the culmination of the people we spend our times with. Sue Mead, I know who Sue is. She's a PR person who connected me with Shelby Hall. Uh, oh, yeah, right. Yeah, who's yes. been a guest on this show. So, uh, yeah, she's awesome. yeah, great person. Yeah, done it all, done a lot. So uh, I know that name well. So, uh, yeah, the car world is small, I think. For them. She is legendary and I love it. And I'm, I'm super excited. There is actually, she just got back from Dakar. She was a team manager uh, for Amy Lerner and her um, her teammate over there in a Porsche. They ran, the, um, she was a team manager of that team that ran a Porsche in the classic, uh, the new classic class, so to speak. So, yeah. you know, I had a chance to just understand a little bit more about their adventure over there. And uh, yeah, she's, she's just, she's such a light in my life. Cool. Got to get her on this show. Uh, how would you advise other people who want to take off on the kind of career path you've taken off? Oh, um, have the network system that I was talking about, you know, having people, whether they're friends or family, support you in that decision, because it can be very scary and intimidating. It still is, <laughs> even three years later, and I'm sure it will be 30 years later. Have money reserves, if you can. Try to build up savings and keep back building, because you won't know where your next paycheck might come from. You know, a lot of paychecks may be very late. Uh, that's a whole nother thing. Oh, um, yeah. You know, you have to, as Andy and I, my husband and I jokingly say, you have to become a professional nag, so to speak, because people, even though you email them, you call, you have to text them, you have to Facebook message, you know, I have to keep on going after these people sometimes because, you know, there may be a, a deadline that you're wanting clarification on the information for, or they haven't paid you in six months, then they still owe you $1,200. And, you know, it should have been six months. And now it's six months overdue when it should be net 30. I mean, so making sure that you have that dedication to challenge and the understanding that it's not going to be perfect. You're going to find ways that work better. You're always going to be constantly growing and moving and shifting. And I still have a lot of learning to do. I think everybody does, especially if they're a freelancer. But having those key things like people, the support, back building savings and just the motivation to say, you know what, I'm going to go out and get them as best as I can, as long as I can and as hard as I can. Right. I had somebody advise me when I started this, you know, have a long landing runway pre-built <laughs> right. before you start this. And I remember the person, because I'd never even heard of a podcast when I started this. And I said, well, how long would you advise? He goes, two years, basically two years of income, you mm. know, sitting there. 
to comfort, right. make it comfortable for you. Because you don't want to be too comfortable because you got to chase stuff. But at least that much time, money in reserve and yeah. It takes a while. Yeah. Yeah, it, yeah, it definitely t- takes a while. But, you know, I also know people that have given up a lot of money, so to speak, to switch careers, to go into freelance, have been dead broke or near to it, but have been absolutely the best as far as their, their feeling and how they are mentally, other than obviously needing money to come in, but have been so much happier taking pay cuts or, or just, you know, having some of that strife, but they can do what they want to do. They can take three months off if they want to, or need to, or or there's a lot more flexibility. But then again, when you are working, you're not just working nine to five, you're working a probably nine, if you're lucky ish, if they don't ping you at five in the morning, because they're East coast and they forget you're (laughs) on the West coast like us, or then to like, you know, 9 PM, 11 PM, that type of thing. I mean, my phone never shuts off. Yeah. So it's a trade-off. Well, I think it's become that way in the normal workforce too for people with COVID because people being at home now they're on call all the time and their bosses just forget. So the world has shifted. That's for sure. We're going to come back after a short break for our sponsors and talk about a big challenge. One of my favorite parts of the show. So sit tight, keep your seatbelts on. We'll be right back with Mercedes. How did you discover your path to a fulfilling life? Too many young people flounder in finding an education and a career that fits. But for those who have a passion for cars, trucks, and motorcycles, and who love working with their hands, problem solving, and fixing things, a career as a professional auto technician is incredibly rewarding. Cars yeah is pleased to team up with TechForce Foundation, our charity of choice in bringing scholarships, technical education, and hands-on experience to young people so they can discover a possible future. Join me and lend your support by visiting techforce.org today. Did you know that Cars Yeah! is in the top 1% of all podcasts based on listenership, according to Libsyn, the premier RSS feed for podcasts in the United States? That's right. And Cars Yeah! is the only five-day-a-week automotive-focused podcast for you to get your message into the ears of thousands of listeners daily from all over the world. Plus, DuPont Registry recommended Cars Yeah! is one of their top 10 car podcasts for you to enjoy. Cars Yeah! has experienced tremendous growth, plus your ads are evergreen, meaning they never go away. And more and more listeners find Cars Yeah! every day for their daily dose of automotive inspiration. Do you want to expose your brand to a highly targeted list of automotive enthusiasts in a very unique and very personal way? Well, I can help you. Contact me, Mark Green, at mark at carsyeah.com or through the website at carsyeah.com today to learn more. All right, Mercedes, I would love for you to share a huge challenge, a big obstacle, even a big failure that you faced. And more importantly, what did it teach you and how did you get up and move forward in a positive way? So take us on a very bumpy road, if you would. Gosh, the bumpy road could be my life. <laughs> um, <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> I've, I've alluded to some of it already based on changing my careers a couple years ago. But what led up to that was very interesting. And I touched on a bit of that as well with my parents emigrating from Germany to the United States. At that time in the 60s, you had to have a sponsor to be able to come over. They didn't know a word of English. They maybe know, knew kind of how to say please, but that was it. Wow. So they didn't know a word of English. They didn't know anybody in the country. They had to have a sponsor. And there was a, a Polish woman that was in Chicago that knew enough broken German that essentially said, okay, I'll sponsor you to come into the country. You know, my dad then kind of, of course, at that time, went right down to the local VW shop. And, you know, awesomely, the guy was German. The owner was German and said, okay, I'll let you come on board as just a mechanic. And then he did construction. He did whatever else he could do to try to make their ends meet. And during that time, they started learning some English. Fast forward, going to central Wisconsin, um, they decided to kind of move out because their neighborhood was getting gentrified too much. Um, my mom had had my sister, Monica, and then six years later, I came on you know, into life, said, you know what, it's just not fit for a family anymore. I moved to central Wisconsin and started their own business. And I think being a kid with your parents that have their own business, and again, I, I might have mentioned it was just the two of them and Hoist doing blacksmith work, doing, you know, welding, fabricating, all that stuff, you know, measuring everything in metric, because that's what he knew. It wasn't, you know, feet and inches like over here, but, and not having any help, I think solidified a lot of determination and a lot of growth that I carried as a kid, but also a lot of the challenges that I saw them and they tried to shield 
the best that they could um, because they didn't know where the next jobs would come in and, and how they could maybe put food on the table and, and things like that. But, you know, with my mom's help, um, you know, my dad died in 98 when I was in college, um, mm. you know, my junior year in college, so I was only 20s, like 22 or something like that. So pretty young. Right. Um, and my, you know, she had to then sell the business, sell the house, which of course was built German style. So the only wood was the exterior shingling and then the interior paneling. Everything was steel truss, uh, rebar, concrete, um, wow. you know, uh, just everything. Um, so it took a few years to build that house and it wasn't finished when they sold it, but she had to sell that off. And, and then she helped me as best as she could put me through college and God bless her, her heart, you know, helped me get on my way, put myself through school. And then I paid off the rest of the student loans and try to get as many grants as I could. And, you know, then went into a job in a, in a field that I really wish somebody would have told me that was so economically tied to if the economy starts tanking, no matter how talented you can be, yeah. designers and architects and everybody gets laid off. It so it was higher, get laid off, hired, get laid off, hired, get laid yep. off. And I just, after four or five over almost 20 years, I'm like, you know what, what am I doing? I'm not fulfilled. In parts of me, I guess we're really fulfilled, but I just, wasn't where I felt I wanted to be, even though I didn't necessarily know knew where I wanted to be, if that makes any sense in my sure. career. Oh, of course. So then flew out to Boston and sorry, this is kind of a book now <laughs> that I'm talking <laughs> about, but, um, you know, flew out to Boston with my, um, with my husband, Andy and saw his family, his dad's side of the family is out in Boston and his 90 year old Nana, um, who is now passed on, but, um, saw her and on the way back, opened up a, a Chinese fortune cookie and it said, let the rough roads be behind you. Uh, Cause we were talking about, do I leave? Do I leave? Do I switch careers? Do I actually do this? Right. Do I follow my passion and do I do it? And that, conversation on that plane headed over to Boston and coming back and then that fortune cookie was like and I have a photo of that thing I, I lost the little slip but I have a photo of it <laughs> and um I decided we decided collectively you know Andy and I said okay let's do it we can always you know head back and, and do something different and it doesn't work out and let's yeah. make it happen it took that leap of faith you know the German work ethic that we all hear about is <laughs> is so true uh, but I come from a lot of those roots, too. My dad's side of the family were farmers in Texas, and that doesn't right. get any more hardworking than that. I remember as a boy, my grandparents, I rarely saw them. I, I lived in Southern California by the beach, and we would visit them about every four years, drive all the way from San Diego to, to Texas and our Oldsmobile oh, Vista Cruiser, the road trips and the Stuckey's roadside stands and all of that stuff. And I remember one time my grandfather came out to visit. He drove in their pickup truck. And they were there for three days. He goes, well, we got to get home now. Just one morning. I, <laughs> and I go, well, you just got here. And he goes, well, I got to get back to the farm. And I said, well, why? Why don't you stay? And he said, Mark, the cows don't take vacations. <laughs> wow. I always yeah. remember that. And I just remember his hands were like shaking a brick. You know, he just worked the earth and the ground with his hands, yes. raised yep. wheat. And that work yeah. ethic, I'm sure, is where I get mine because people like you and me, we don't get up and do this day after day after day for three years, six years without a work ethic that is somewhere. I was thinking about this. Funny you mentioned this. Today, what you inflect sometimes, what drives me? Why Right. Am I so, like, why am I like why this? Why are you the way you are? <laughs> you know, you know, other people who are lackadaisical and they seem to just get away with it and it just yeah. makes me mad like how can you just get away with being a flake but they do but they do and i i use that term very wildly because not everybody you know like that's a flake but i think you know what i mean they seem right, to just right. kind of be able to float through life and somehow it seems like they're not worrying about stuff but i don't yeah. know I don't know how, how that happens either, but you know, I, I guess for me, I see my parents and, you know, back in the heyday, you know, my, the Russians back at the time, I don't know where in Russia, but they got a hold of my dad from central Wisconsin. You know, uh, he did a lot of work for cranberry boggers at the time. And so Whoa. they ordered like four or five or six different machines that my dad custom built for that to ship over to Russia. What did he do? He went down to a to Chicago and asked for crates for the cars or the parts that came in with these big, huge pallet crates. <clears throat> it was a perfect size. It still had the VW logo on it <laughs> to be able to, you know, crate them over to, to Russia. But yeah. I guess for me, it's, it's that kind of a, the work ethic. I both love it and hate it about myself. And I try to be cognizant to be married to my husband and to be married to my life versus to my work and to just the computer. Cause I don't want to have that noose and that chain, you know, just bound to the computer the whole time in my phone. But I think that the biggest thing for me is I don't expect anybody to give anything to me. I expect to earn it 
or to make my way and ha- and go out and get stuff. Not you know nobody's going to come in and say, "Hey, here this." I mean, yeah, that'd be awesome, but <laughs> yeah. I just I don't I don't see that type of an attitude. For me, it's like, you know, you got to be go get them. You got to try, and if not, you keep failing, you get back up. It's like the whole Babe Ruth thing, right? Yeah. Yeah. And you strike out how many times we also, you know, I'm not a baseball person, but I think get the, as many home runs as he's gotten. Right. right. Um, like Wayne Gretzky, you miss a thousand percent of every shot you don't take. You don't take. Exactly. Right. Exactly. And so for me, it's, it's going out there, putting yourself out there. Like my dad did back in the day with the, with the Russians, you know, odd story, yeah. but true, totally true story. And then you know, local paper wrote up articles and I have them there. I'm sure they're all yellowed by now, but I have some photos <laughs> still, some print photos that are like, you know, 35 millimeter or disposable camera photos of them and newspaper articles of that very thing. Yeah. It's amazing. And I think about that. You know, you mentioned another thing too earlier about and I was just talking this morning with my son about this, Jordan Peterson, author of uh, 12 Rules of Life. He's got a new book out right now. And one of the things he mentions is, if you don't like what you're doing, stop it. <laughs> right. It's, you know, <laughs> it's such an easy thing, but there's so many people. And there are some people that I know that hate their job or hate their life, but they won't change it. They complain about it day in and a day out and day in and a day out, but they just won't stop. They won't change it. They won't put themselves out there and do something. And like Scary. I said, I failed plenty of times in my life, and I, I I know I still will. But by me, I feel I've gotten so much more fulfilled and just feel more accomplished internally and even professionally in parts. Again, not knowing what it was that I was after, but now feeling fulfilled of what it was I needed. But I just didn't. I couldn't really put my fingers on it at the time. Yeah, I so. think it's a. I think it's a fear thing for many people. Uh, not to get out of their own way. I would assume you got some big accomplishments, a bucket list somewhere on here. You're that kind of person. I kind of think there are a couple things just in the short term. Let's say that you'd like to accomplish. Oh gosh, there's just so much. But I think one of my number one things is. I'm at my best when I travel with Andy, my husband. I want to see the world. We want to go east. We want to do so many different things. You know, I've got family, what's left of them in Germany, and then also New Zealand. And and I want to see them. And I want to just go to different places and, and experience different languages I don't know anything about. You know, I also want to continue to make an inspiring impact for women in the automotive and trades industries. Because I was a kid... And I was there, you know, so many nights for years on end, just, you know, listening to my dad grind metal and the press break, shaking the ground of the (laughs) shop that you were at and just the welding smells and just all of that. You know, I know that kind of a life, at least from a kid perspective, and then also with family perspective. And I want to help shine the light of accomplishment on so many women and so many people that just don't really get talked about much. Maybe, hey, perhaps, maybe I might, uh, you know, go for and try to win a global journalism award. Who knows? I don't know. The sky's the limit. But for me to be my best self, no matter what that is or the road I'm going to take to get there, whether it's off-road, on-road, you know, a little bit of both maybe, just to be your best self, nobody can expect any less. Well, you touched on an important thing that I've learned after interviewing 1,793 people now, ah, closing well, in on 1,800, wow. is uh, we're at our best when we're giving back to others. So uh, yeah, that's, right. that's always the place to go. Now, you talked about your four babies in the garage, your little kids out there, uh, <laughs> your metal and uh, rubber and steel and glass kids. Let's talk about a really special vehicle in your life and maybe share a memory you have about that vehicle. Gosh, they're actually five kids and I wish they were in a garage, but they're underneath a leaky carport. Uh, (laughs) So, But anyways, five kids. One of those is a 1991 Mitsubishi Pajero, which is a a intercooled uh, turbo diesel four by four that we took up to uh, and did a major rally. That was literally a year ago. I just touched on this earlier in in this podcast a year ago. It was called the Alcan 5000 rally. So Mm -hmm. it's Alcan5000.com. And we were, we're always crazy, but we were crazy enough to <laughs> we're say, you know, always crazy. Here's a we're quote. always crazy, <laughs> but to take an old turbo diesel, never sold in the United States and run it in a negative up to negative 40 or negative 43 Arctic rally of almost 6,000 miles. It, it was, I think 5,230 some miles over 10 days that we did. And we very solidly prepped for over six months to make sure that thing was running right, had the systems that it had to keep us warm, keep the engine warm, spare parts bin, thanks to a Rome adventure company for, um, you know, there are a couple of big bins that we were able to ratchet down and just plan the heck out of that trip to make it happen. And that we, we dub it the Terra tractor, right? Terra because (laughs) of earth and tractor, because it's slow, but it still goes in the steady. 
but the Terra Tractor uh, Pajero was instrumental and it was flawless and it was great and mechanically sound. And it took us the whole entire way from near Kirkland. It was actually Kirkland all the way up to the Arctic Ocean, back wow. down over to Fairbanks, up to Coldfoot, back down to Fairbanks and ended in Anchorage a year ago. Holy cat. You know, I think of the that vehicle, I think of the snorkel coming out of the the right side of the fender right. so you can go underwater, basically. Yes, yeah. Yeah, and a rack on the top, maybe, you know, maybe a Yakima or tool or something like that. Yeah, winch on the front. Yeah, what adventure. Of course. Yeah. You, you, must, you must have been on our on our blog site on crankshopculture.com because well, we... Well, I do a little homework. Yeah. <laughs> we have a rhino rack on ours um, that was outfitted with Max Tracks and our Demos shovel. And then also Warren Winch, um, you know, an ARB front bumper with light force lights because you had to have extra you know, auxiliary lighting to see the moose and the caribou and everybody on the side <laughs> of the road. And, you know, great Rancho Springs and work done by Wanderlust Overland. And one of the quintessential pieces we had was an extra fuel tank by it was a long range automotive fuel tank it's australian most of the parts are australian that we have on our vehicle because of course said never sold here yeah but brought in by our friends through long range america and that thing gave us an extra go-go juice of pretty much <laughs> doubling our range so we had over 500 miles of range we could push a button and fuel up while driving while everybody else had to stop in like negative 20 below zero and fuel up with jerry cans <laughs> so, which had to happen a few times, which, yeah, I would say if there was a special vehicle story, that's one of many. <laughs> I guess so. Yeah. Nothing like an adventure to create some wonderful stories. Now, I'm going right. to call into your head a little bit here, a little psychological couch time. If you woke up tomorrow and you were a vehicle, you were manifest as a vehicle. This isn't what you want to be. This is your personality, which we'll learn, we've learned a lot about you today. <laughs> I know, I'm crazy. <laughs> Manifest. That's what I love about this show. It's like Forrest Gump's box of chocolates. I never know what I'm going to get, but it's always yeah, pretty, right, right. already pretty sweet. Well said. So if you were manifest into this vehicle, what would you be? But the most important part of this Mercedes is why? Oh, lordy, lordy. Told you, it's a psychologist couch time here. I would probably have to say the last gen Honda CRX hatchback. Okay, you answered that way too fast. So last gen CRX. Okay, that, and you went somewhere. Honda CRX. I'm like, what? Okay. If you're familiar with those, those yeah. kind of the more the slopier ones. Yeah, so yeah, the yeah. last generation of it, I've, I've owned two of them. Those okay. are the first two cars that I owned. Um, actually, not the first two, but the I had a 1987 Honda Civic CRX back in the day. It was the SI trim level, but then shortly had the had a black one that was just a standard middle middle trim level of the slopier kind of the CRX. Um, but unfortunately, had it only for a few months, wanted to do some work on it, you know, was through college, totally broke. The alternator seized up in the cabin over winter because we didn't start it in time and didn't have enough money to even fix that, so I had to sell it. I think I would put myself as that car, even though I'm not running off-road tires and not lifted and blah, 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 to get me to places. <laughs> I would probably say that Honda CRX is a lot of pizzazz in a small package. It's quick to maneuver. It's most times fun to be around, and to me, it's kind of forever an iconic car. I love those cars. I had a friend of mine on the East Coast that just uh, got a mint condition one, and I'm so jealous and so happy for him. <laughs> yeah, they're kind of fun. You know, they remind me of my first new car was a 79 Scirocco. Nice. And it's, oh, sweet. Yeah, that hatchback style. Same kind oh, of yeah. style car a little bit. Very different looking car, but... Same platform. And that car wasn't super fast, but it was cool. Kind of fun. It was my first new car. Bought it right off a showroom floor, so I felt nice. pretty special. Yeah, absolutely. In fact, uh, one of my very early guests, Scott Whitehead, who owns a magnificent stereotype shop up here. They do custom installations and things. He just texted me last night. He found one. Now, all those cars have rusted away. They... Right. You know, yeah. But he, Most of them, yeah. he found one. Last night, out of the blue, I hadn't talked to him in a while. He said, look what I found. I'm going to restore it. It was the same color as my original oh, car, too. Was yeah. the same year? Uh, I think his was one year later, 80, 79. Wow. So it was first gen, first gen of that. Nice. That so oh, that's super sweet. I love it. So what are some of the ways, and you touched on this a little bit, that you would like to want to give back to others in the automotive sector? You talked about helping women get into this world. I spent a whole month last month having 23 women on the show back-to-back -back that do just that. But as we see, I continue to have lots of women on the show. I love it. Yeah. You know, I think my biggest thing is to pay it forward. There are so many people that have helped me, you know, whether it's just talking about their experiences and, you know, helping me kind of navigate through 
some of the challenges I might be facing, or, you know, maybe I might be able to help mentor a couple of people. You know, I've, I, there's a few people that are, are friends of mine that are just kind of interested in maybe writing an article here and there or getting into the sport, but they're just not sure. And, you know, the biggest thing is everybody starts from somewhere. Everybody starts from the beginning. And it depends on on if it's your time to do that or not. So I think I've kind of found a calling, a unique calling to write about certain women in the industry or people that want to get in it and give the voices to those that aren't necessarily showcased because they might not be notable or they might not be, oh my gosh, you know, the, the huge, like 30 year long, whatever you may be, but it's a realism. It's the most of us are like that, right? Where, you know, you're, you're just getting started. You don't know where to go, but you know what, this kind of back to the basics type of a thing. So, you know, I, I just actually signed up to become a um, business presentation judge for the 2021 um, SAE Baja competition. So I'm going to volunteer for it. Am I putting myself out of my comfort zone? Oh, yeah. But, <laughs> you know, I just never been a judge before. But for me, it's helping students, right? It, it's paying paying it forward and helping others because I was hoping that, you know, that that people could do that back when I was a student. So those types of things. So, you know, or maybe um, I just became um, aware of a group called Women in Auto Care. And they do a lot of different um, scholarship opportunities and tool opportunities. They gave away, I think, about one hundred and forty thousand dollars last year in scholarships and tools to women that are wanting to get into the or in uh, automotive care uh, industry and and automotive. And so I thought, well, gosh, that'd be great. Well, they're rolling out a new mentoring program in April. So I thought, well, mentee, mentor, why not? If If it helps pay it forward in that respect, and then maybe I might learn something because I've got tons to learn. Uh, from a lot of these awesome women that are out there, then it's a win-win in my book. So yeah, again, you've discovered the secret sauce to life. And I tell people, we have never lived in an age like this ever, ever before where anybody, and I mean anybody with a phone can reach out and touch other people. Right. If I can create a podcast that's now listened to in 80 countries by thousands of people every day, and I had no clue what a podcast was when I started this thing. You can do it too. Believe me, it it just takes a lot of work. But also if you set your goal in mind that you somehow are filling a void for people, you're answering a question for people, you'll be successful. And also if you're really dedicated to helping others as much as often, uh, as, as often as much as you can, like Mercedes just talked about volunteer, that's a great place to start. Right. And that will take you many, many places. Now, is there a book that you've read that you might like to enjoy or to enjoy? You've already enjoyed it. Is there a book you've read you'd like to share with the listeners today? Oh, gosh. Uh, I write so many articles, I don't even have time to read books. <laughs> <laughs> now, isn't that an oxymoron? I write so much, right, right, I don't have I time to read. I, yeah. it's, it's pretty crazy. Um, not necessarily a book, but for me, it's read whatever makes you happy whether it is off-road magazines or a book or manuscripts that are living online only or just, you know, or listening to podcasts. I mean, there are so many books on tapes. There's so many different methods, but, you know, read about or listen to what makes you happy. Or if you want to learn about certain things like this automotive podcast is, you know, a great example of, yeah. of how, how everybody's trip through life changes because they've gotten introduced to one person. They've read a certain article. They've, they've, um, all of a sudden bought one vehicle that changed their lives and they're getting out of, you know, nasty divorce and abuse. And that vehicle is now helping them heal or any of these types of things. I think for me, it's just read whatever makes you happy. I think it's a great idea. We're going to take one more short break. We come back. I'm going to talk to you about the ultimate drive. So keep the seatbelt on. I've discovered linkage. It's a new quarterly publication and website that covers the automotive market, driving, restoring, collecting, and discovering your passion for motor vehicles. Linkage is about experiences, opinions, and values. Linkage is an actual, informed, reasoned opinion based on firsthand experiences. A talented Linkage team covers the automotive world, the people who share your passion and mine, smart, considered, rational, and experienced opinions, ones you can learn from and grow. That includes our passion that drives auctions and the collector car market. So come with me and join us on this journey. Join Linkage. Linkage, geared for the automotive life. Subscribe today at LinkageMag.com. And don't forget, if you use the code CARSYEAH at checkout when you're subscribing, 
they'll give you 10 bucks off. Compliments of cars, yeah. Go to LinkageMag.com today. Hey, fellow inspiring automotive enthusiasts, did you know if you subscribe at carsyeah.com, I'll send you my free filler up book? It's an ebook filled with fuel, filler fun, and inspirational quotes from past guests here on Cars Yeah. Plus, you'll get a weekly wrap-up email from me every Friday, and your name will be in the hat for one of the many free giveaways here at Cars Yeah. Simply go to CarsYeah.com and click on the free book button, and boom, you're in the club. And don't forget to subscribe to Cars Yeah on your mobile podcast app, and you'll get the Cars Yeah show delivered right to your mobile device every day, absolutely free. Inspiring automotive enthusiasts, that's what we're all about. Here at Cars, yeah. Thanks for listening. All right, we are back. Now, I have a magic wand here on Cars, yeah. So I'm going to arrange for you to go on the ultimate ride or drive. You get to pick the car. You get to pick the guest, either someone living or deceased. And you get to decide if you're driving or your co-pilot is driving. And I'd love to know, what are you talking about? Oh, Lordy. Hell, you loaded me up this one. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Gosh, it would probably be not to be sappy, but it would probably be with my husband Andy, uh-huh. um, because we we just travel the best together. And, and let's see, what were all the other questions on um, the vehicle that the vehicle, I would take? Yeah, what do you win? Um, can we take more than one? Well, you know, <laughs> I guess it's, since it's a magic wand, yeah, you can both be driving vehicles. Maybe that's the best way for a husband and wife to well, drive. We could put like two of them together, maybe. Um, well, you, you know, maybe you're towing something really cool, <laughs> like a, like one of these, you know, new airstreams or this. Uh, right, right. Yeah, I, it's your choice. It's your. It's well, your you know, if we if we only can take one, I would say our right hand drive Delica van, the new one that we just got. We flew from Oregon to Florida and sight unseen essentially and picked it up and drove it back. But that new van, because we, we just, of course, during COVID, we don't travel hardly at all and, and, or haven't. And so we would love to be able to take a big trip with it. Um, Andy's always a driver. I usually navigate. He's an excellent driver. Maybe he's a little challenged with directions, maybe not, but he's, he's an awesome driver. (laughs) And uh, the Delica, excuse me for bumping into you here. The Delica is a Mitsubishi, right? It's kind of a, it's an interesting looking van, if I recall. It, it's kind it of, is, yeah. it looks kind of like a Volkswagen van from the 80s, but it's got a different front end. That's the way I describe that thing. Well, yes, um, you're describing the older one we had that we just sold. Oh, okay. Uh, so the Delica, just a side step here, um, the older Delica is the Delica Star Wagon or the L300. I love the name, Star Wagon. We, <laughs> it looks like something it should have been in, like on Mars, like a Mars rover mobile or something. But the new variant, which was only legal uh, to bring into the United States, the model year up uh, end up is, is 94. Let's see, it's 25 year import law. So I think in 19 is when you could first start bringing this, uh, this variant in. It's called the Mitsubishi Delica Space Gear. And this one is kind of shaped like a, almost like a, um, oh gosh, it's like a kidney beanish kind of a say, uh, shape. So if you know, remember the old Previa wagons or yeah, something yeah, like yeah, that, yeah. it's uh-huh. similar to that. So it's, if you look up L300 or L400 or Star Wagon or Space Gear, you'll be able to find that out. But it's got a different kind of front end, that's for sure. It's, yeah, it's different. Yeah, it's it's a completely different vehicle, but same same uh, name to it. But just, yeah, that's a whole nother episode to talk about Delica <laughs> side-by-side. But as far as what I would talk about with this with this person, with Andy, um, <laughs> funny enough, oddly, we usually let the road talk to us. Most of the times when we travel on longer distances, we don't even listen to the radio. We just let the road hum. Really? Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Most of the times. Occasionally we'll have the radio on or, or something like that, but um, or we'll talk. But a lot of the times we just, you know, focus, let it go. And, and yeah, and it's so serene. It's just it's wonderful. I can't wait to do that again. <laughs> He's right. my best traveling partner. Very cool. I love to hear that. So before I let you go, is there maybe a parting piece of wisdom or guidance? And I'm guessing there is that you might offer our listeners about life or work or anything in general, I kind of call it a success quote or a mantra. Gosh, I think I probably shared about 20 of them earlier. <laughs> you did. You've been but, dropping value bombs all day. Oh gosh, value bombs. I love that. I got to use that. You know, I think the biggest thing is, and I'm kind of an example of it. You know, I, I, you go sideways, you go back, you go forward, you know, there's so many different directions, but put yourself out there and keep trying until you achieve what it is that you set yourself out to do in life. Because if you don't know, if you'd never try, you'll just never know. 
Right. You know, and nobody's going to ever crucify you for for trying and failing because you just don't know if you succeed. What happens? Like right. the the dog that goes round and round and round and catches your own tail. What happens after that type of thing? Sure. I'm not really good with analogies, but um, <laughs> I, I think for me, it's it's just it's it's putting yourself out there. It's just you know, if you want to learn how to knit, knit. If you want to learn how to off road, off road. If you want to you know do this, surround yourself with people that have those like interests or just you know, reach out to them. Most of the times people would love to talk about what their interests are. So if you want to, let's say if, if you're, I don't know if you're whatever it may be, let's say, um, just somebody that's curious about off-road racing and you just want to learn more about it. Well, just, you know, there's tons of different groups out there. There are people out there. Instagram is a great thing. You know, you can ping people and just say, Hey, I'm interested to learn more this and that. Most of the time people are really happy to talk about themselves or what they know about best. So it's, it's just kind of one of the reasons that I love meeting different people is because they love, usually love to talk about themselves and just, then you can kind of get a little bit of that in. And most of the times they, they end up your mentor, they can give you good tidbits of information like you had mentioned earlier and, you know, can kind of help you learn as you go, so to speak. Absolutely. And I think it's especially true in the automotive world. I've just found, I've heard this from other people who've been on the show here. The automotive world is spelled, is filled with pretty special people that love to share. So just ask, put yourself out there and keep doing it till you succeed. There has never been a time in history that there are more things available in your hand, that little device in your hand for you yeah. to reach out. It's incredible and it's only yep. getting more and more crazy. What are yep. some of the many ways people can learn more about you and crank shaped crank shaped crankshaft culture? That's a mouthful. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we like to be difficult, you know, crankshaft culture. My last name, Lillian. I know. There's like, you're a tongue twister. You're a tough one for a podcast interviewer. <laughs> that's for sure. It keeps you on your toes. There you go. I'm trying. Um, I'm trying. Yeah, there's there's many different ways that that people can link up with me. Um, you can follow me uh, and my husband uh, Andy or Andy and myself uh, via Facebook via Crankshaft Culture. We're also on Instagram and YouTube as Crankshaft Culture. We have, like I may have mentioned, a, a great Facebook community. It's a closed community, but you can ask to enter if you're a car enthusiast. Um, anything goes in that group as long as it's just you know fair and people are chill and and there's no bashing you know vehicle name brands and blah blah blah. You can also find me at uh, Mercedes underscore Lilienthal. That's L-I-L-I-E-N-T-H-A-L on Instagram. And then also I am writer with grit. I just started a Twitter account. So no, not sure if I'm going to tweet a lot or not, but I'm also on, on uh, LinkedIn as well as Mercedes Lilienthal, L-I-L-I-E-N-T-H-A-L. I'll put all these links on Mercedes show notes page. So if you didn't write all that down fast enough, <laughs> you can find it all at the Cars yeah website. That's how I found out about her. So she is easy to find. She's out there all over the place sharing her talents, her passions, and her drive. Mercedes, hey, thank you for being so generous today with your time, your expertise, and for sharing your experiences with Cars yeah listeners. Until you and I talk again, and this is appropriate for you, I'll see you down the road. Sounds great. Thanks for having me. It was a blast. You're welcome. Pleasure's all mine. Thanks. Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars Yeah. Drive on over to CarsYeah.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun. Download your free copy of Filler Up, a fun book filled with gorgeous photographs of fuel filler fun, including quotes from more inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Download your copy today, and we'll see you next time on Cars Yeah.